Welcome to Declaration Life. I'm your host, Christabel Braden. I'm a survivor of traumatic brain injury and a singer-songwriter, and I just love sharing hope and joy and encouragement and life, and that's what this podcast is all about, living with intention. Today, I'm welcoming Kari Ann Wood, who writes the decorating and lifestyle blog, Thistlewood Farms. Her blog has been named one of the top 10 decorating blogs by Better Home and Gardens, and she's won so many other awards for that. She's also the author of multiple books. She is just incredible, full of so much encouragement, and today we're having a conversation about what it means to jump into God's plan for our life. It's definitely an inspiring and encouraging conversation, and I'm so grateful to Karianne for coming on today. Let's go ahead and get started. So I'm not giving up. Live a declaration life. Declare your purpose. Declare your place. Declare your work. Hey, everyone. I am so grateful and excited to share with you that this episode marks six months into Declaration Life podcast. I am just so thankful for every single one of you that has been listening and supporting and every guest that we've had on the show. It has been a beautiful, fulfilling experience, more so than I honestly even expected or thought when I felt God was calling me into starting this podcast. It has been a journey and I'm really, really grateful to every single one of you for listening. So to celebrate our six month anniversary, I wanted to invite you, the listeners, to share a voice message that I can share on the show. And I'd love to invite any single one of you to be a part of Declaration Life. All you have to do is go to christabelbraden.com slash declaration life. There is a link on that page that says to submit your voice message. You click on that, it'll take you to a page where you can share a voice message. So all you have to do is go to that page and submit a voice message about what living a declaration life means to you. I'm so excited to hear your guys' responses. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll go ahead and get into today's episode. Living a declaration life means living with intention. It is so important to tell yourself the right things. Otherwise, it's way too easy to get stuck in negative thought patterns and allowing lies to permeate our identity and to permeate the way that we view ourselves. The purpose of this podcast is to encourage everyone to declare truth Declare hope, declare life, declare the right things over yourself. Every episode, we start out with the declaration segment, which is a section that I share a declaration that you can speak over your life today. Today's declaration is, I will choose to listen to the nudges that God is giving me. I'll say that again. I will choose to listen to the nudges that God is giving me. This will make a lot more sense after you hear the full interview in this episode 
Karianne and I have a conversation about taking the leap of faith, but also listening to the Lord and hearing his nudges and what it means to truly follow the leading of God on a daily basis and in our lives. So often God is nudging us in sometimes the most smallest ways, but that end up making a huge difference in our life. We're called to live a life of purpose, and we don't want to miss out on all the beautiful things that God has in store for us. Sometimes the smallest nudges turn into the biggest blessings. And so today, I want to encourage you on this episode to just quiet yourself down sometime this week. Be still and allow him to speak to you. Open the word of God, read something, put on worship music, whatever you want to do, but just be and allow the Lord to speak to you. Allow the Holy Spirit to nudge you. When you ask, the word says, ask and you shall receive. So if you ask God for a nudge, I guarantee you he'll give you one because (laughs) he's always nudging us in some way every single day. He's always speaking to us. The Holy Spirit is our guide. He leads us and we follow him and he's the counselor, you know, and so we are able to live a life, a full life, the abundant life promised from Jesus, and live our life with intention as we follow his leading. So this week, let's listen to the nudges and follow where God is leading us. Kari Ann, I'm so excited to welcome you to Declaration Life podcast today. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. I just absolutely love the joy that you spread. I've been following you on Instagram and you just have, you have so much cool insight in terms of like home decorating and everything, but there always seems to be some sort of beautiful message to it also. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I try really hard. I mean, I think what's funny is sometimes I'll, something will happen and I'll say to my kids, okay, there's a sermon in that. There's a sermon. (laughs) And sometimes I find sermons in the middle of like, you know, aisle four at Walmart. So um, there's a sermon everywhere. If we just looked a little bit of (laughs) kind of something that, you know, the Lord's just trying to teach us behind every single corner. Yeah. So can you, can you tell the listeners some of who you are and about your, uh, just, can you just tell us about who you are? Yes. Okay. So my name is Kari Ann Wood and I live in a suburb of Dallas, Texas and with my four children and my husband and our golden retriever named Buddy. And I write a blog called Thistlewood Farms, which is, it looks like it's about home decor and design, but it's secretly disguised (laughs) as encouragement. So Um, Really, my mission with the blog is to encourage people, you know, women and men alike to really 
reach for what their goals and their dreams are. And sometimes your goal and your dream is making your living room beautiful. And sometimes your goal and your dream is doing something scary that you might not have ever done before. But that's truly what the blog is about. So there are stories, there are projects, there's a lot of mistakes that I make along the way and things that I learn from them. But it just chronicles really my journey and my life and and what I'm doing at the moment. I love that. I think that definitely comes across for sure. I I mean, I just love all the encouragement that you share. So thank you so much for, for coming on today. And you also are an author and you have some books out. Can you share a little bit about that? Yes, I'm actually working on my sixth book right now. So I have five different books And you can find them at your local bookstores, um, wherever books are sold, independent bookstores, as well as um, large retailers. You can also find them on Amazon. And they range from the first book, which is my memoir called So Close to Amazing. Um, There's also a devotional that said um, that's all about really encouragement. And it says, um, you've got this because God has got you. And then there are three decorating books which really have a lot of life advice in them too. (laughs) (laughs) That's so great. So I have a couple things, a couple things I wanted to ask you about. First, can you just share a little bit about what that means? You've got this because God's got you. So in my life, as in anyone's life, there are mountaintop experiences and there are valley, um, there are valleys that we all walk through. And whether you're on the mountaintop or whether you're in the depths of the valley, God is walking right there beside you. And I I just think that's an important message for people to get across because of course you know he's there on the mountaintops, you can feel him. But sometimes when you're in the valleys and you're experiencing challenges or really hard times in your life, I just wanted to communicate to people through the words um, in this devotional that they've got this, like whatever their challenge is, Whatever their journey that's ahead of them, they've got this because God has got them and he's holding them in his hands and he is surrounding them with his love and they have got whatever their challenge is because he's got them. Oh my gosh, I love that so much. (laughs) We talk about that so much on this podcast in terms of just knowing that God is in control and that no matter how hard your life is and no matter what's going on, God still has a purpose Amen. for you. And he still has a purpose in every season. The The title of Declaration Life comes from declaring life over yourself and choosing to tell yourself the right things. Are there some examples that you can share either from your devotional or in your life that you've found telling yourself the truth and telling yourself the right things has made an impact? Oh, 100%. Just so one example is we have twin girls. Um, Two of our four kids are twin girls and they were born very, very prematurely. They were 29 weekers, actually 29 weeks and two days. And if you've ever had um, a premature baby, you know how important those extra two days are. So um, they were born in one The oldest twin was two pounds, eight ounces, and the youngest twin was two pounds, two ounces. And they were in the NICU for about five weeks. And I can remember the night that they were born, 
the doctor came in and I was laying there in the bed, you know, I've just had a C-section and I'm kind of, you know, you're kind of out of it because you're on all the medicine. And, and I remember the doctor coming into me and he said, they've got a really good chance to survive. Um, we'll know more in the morning. And if they make it through the night, then in the morning, their chances increase amazingly. So I had to go to sleep that night, although just between us, I didn't get very much sleep, but I had to, to, I had to go to bed, you know, just leaving that in God's hands because it was out of my hands at that point. There was nothing. If I could have done anything to make them, you know, to help them on their fighting for their lives, I would have done it. Like, okay, you need an arm. All right. You got it. Like, okay. You need me to shave my head. Okay. We got it. Whatever I could do, but there was nothing that I could do in that moment. It was completely out of my hands. It was in God's hands. And so I just had to step back and trust, you know, trust in his mercy and trust that he had the situation in hand. And, um, you know, laying there in my room, which was so far away from where they were and trusting that situation to him was so challenging. And, and I'll never forget waking up the next morning and I picked up the phone to call the NICU and like, I'm shaking, like, Oh my gosh, you know, you don't know, you don't, you don't know what's ahead of you. You don't know what news you're going to find out. And, um, praise the Lord. They were rocking and rolling, you know? Wow. So it was wow. amazing. But that's definitely, that was a, there was nothing I could do in that moment. When it, it's so humbling when you're in that moment and you're in that experience, it's amazingly humbling because you realize we have the complete erroneous, um, like erroneous, um, thought that we are in charge of our lives and we are so not, not even for a heartbeat of a second. And it takes a situation like that sometimes to remind you. Yeah. To just really leave that in God's hands. The, that must've been really tough. It was, it was a little challenging (laughs) for sure. But what a beautiful encouragement on placing it in God's hands. And, and you trusted, like, no matter what the outcome you had, you just had trust in God. Amen. And that's, and now they're 17 years old and healthy and amazing and, and the light of my life. And I thank God for them every single day, you know, and if I squint, sometimes it's almost like, you know, they're little again, but they're grown up and they're about to, you know, next year will be their senior year and they're going to leave the nest. And and that's another situation where I'm going to have to totally trust God because, you know, as you bring up your children and you pour into them and you try to teach them, you know, scripture, you teach them the way you imprint God's words on their heart. And you, you try with everything that you have to instill, like, I'm a good one to pull my soapbox out and stand up on it and give you all kinds of very helpful information. <laughs> And sometimes, you know, you, you try so hard to put all that into them and then you let them go, you let them fly and you just have to pray and trust in God that the lessons that you've tried to imprint on their heart took. Yeah. So, Like there's not always an easy answer. No, there's not an easy answer for sure. Yeah, that's great. So you talked about your book, So Close to Amazing. And I'd love to ask you 
In our email exchange, you wrote that in your book, you shared about how God worked in your life and the challenges you were able to overcome when you jumped. So what does jumping mean to you and how did that help you to overcome your challenges? So the book starts probably about, oh gosh, 14 years ago. And my husband and myself, we were sitting in a pew at our church and the sermon in the church was on jumping. And our pastor was talking about, you know, if you feel like God is putting something on your heart um, and you just want to let go and really turn your life over to him and almost like, you know, at that moment, whatever, if he's telling you to jump, maybe it's jumping to the country, maybe it's jumping and leaving your job, maybe it's jumping and going overseas, you know, whatever the jumping part is, whatever you feel like God is telling you to do, our minister in that moment, he was really encouraging us. And he said, you know what, I'm just going to encourage you to follow your heart if you feel like God is speaking to you. And my husband and I, we were sitting there in the pew, we were holding hands with each other. And we're like, after the service was over, I said, were you feeling like we should jump? And he was like, I feel like we should. And we were both like, ah, you know, because like, it's so, it's so easy to say and so hard to do. And so we just felt like we were supposed to go to the country. We felt like we were supposed to take our kids out of, you know, um, the kind of metropolitan area where we lived and really just take our children and go to a place where Nobody knew us that we didn't really have any roots there. And um, we were just praying for a situation. That's what was put on our heart. We just felt like, okay, we're just going to pray about this and see if God opens up in a situation. And this incredible, a week later, this incredible situation opened up in Kentucky. And it was in a very rural part of Kentucky in the entire county that we lived in. There were no stoplights. (laughs) There were only caution lights that blinked on and off. (laughs) Wow. So when you say small town, you mean small town. (laughs) Let's just put it this way. We lived in the suburbs of a 500 person town. Okay. So um, this was not, this was not the big city. And we went from a huge metropolitan area in Dallas. We jumped from that to very completely, complete change of life, complete just knew we bought a pharmacy actually in the middle of this rural area. So that was another stepping out on faith. Like we bought a business and we never owned a business before, but we just felt like God was telling us to do it. And so the memoir is really about the lessons that we learned and the incredible things that God taught us and how he really grew our family through you know, move the move and the jump. And, you know, I really attribute so much of the growth of our family and the growth of my marriage with my husband to following God's will and jumping. It was so scary though. I'm just going <laughs> to. Yeah. Wow. So owning a pharmacy, that's, I'm just slightly curious, but in a small town, like what does it, like in that type of area, what does a pharmacy sell? <laughs> If you well, don't they, mind. Well, no, no, they sell like just any, like, I mean, kind of like a Walgreens, but like you're a the general store. Yeah. Yeah. You're the, you're the like heart of the community because, you know, I mean, in those little towns like that, they don't, there's not a lot of businesses and we were the only pharmacy, you know, for 15 miles, I think, um, almost in every direction. I don't know exactly geographical, but there was a lot of space between us and another pharmacy. So you were really able to connect with, with the people. 
Yeah. And they were great. Oh my gosh. The most wonderful people live there. They were kind to us and they were, you know, so many things about living in the country. I had no clue about, like, I'm not a very good cook, <laughs> not even close. And I don't know a lot about like growing grain or any, I mean, I just know nothing. I didn't know about making my own jam. I knew nothing. And all of those were life skills that I needed to learn. And, you know, they were very gracious and kind to us and taught us. And, um, but I think the thing that came out of it was, it's just kind of what your podcast is about is like us. We had to rely on God because that's all we had. We didn't have, we, we grew up around our families. I mean, we went to high, my husband and I went to high school together. We were around our families all the time. So you had a support, a built-in support system. Well, there, there was not really any support system for us. So it was, it was very, very challenging, but our faith grew and our marriage grew and just our family grew so close together because we were all we had there. So you talked about jumping and how that led you there, but what does jumping look like? You know, I I assume that there's ways to jump in the big things in life, but there's probably also daily life ways to jump. What would that be like? Oh, I think a hundred percent. I think that, I think there are little nudges that God gives us in our everyday life. And I'll use, I'll just use a very minor example compared to the big jump of jumping from, you know, where we live to kind of places unknown. Um, During the middle of all of the challenges that we've been facing lately, I've been at home with my family. And so I just felt like I was supposed to start a YouTube channel. And okay, that is very scary when you're not like you're nervous about video, like don't think your hair looks cute. You think you need to lose weight. You're too short. Your hands move too much when you talk. You feel like your nose is too big. You know, I mean, anything that that you could think that is self-deprecate. Like, I mean, I'm always like, oh, I feel insecure about this. I don't feel confident in putting myself on video. And, but I just felt like I was supposed to do it. And So I jumped, that's a tiny jump, but it's still scary to do something that you feel like you're supposed to do. And it's way beyond your comfort level. And I think that's really what defines a jump is getting outside of your everyday routine and the things that you've always done. And if you feel like God's leading you to do something different or something unique or taking on a new challenge, and you feel like God's laying that on your heart, it doesn't have to be as big as jumping from like, Dallas to Kentucky, it could be something smaller, like starting a YouTube channel or something that you're a little nervous or scared about and that you have to step out on faith to do. Yeah. Stepping into your purpose and your passions. And I like how you explain like the nudges that God will give. Yes. (laughs) I think that that's really what he does. You know, he, he nudges us and he, he speaks to us and leads us down the direction that he wants us to go, but sometimes it takes us listening and actually taking action from those nudges. Cause we can be nudged all day long, but we have to be the ones to move. Yes. Hence the jump. Yeah. <laughs> In other words, God can put it on your heart all you want to, but if you're not listening, then there's no action taken from it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes action is the hardest part. Yeah. So what does listening to God look like for you? Like, what advice would you give to our listeners if they're like, okay, that's all well and good, but how do I know if God's nudging me? How do I know? How can I figure out how to hear him so that I can jump? I think that, um, 
it's funny, one of my twins just asked me that exact same question. And she was like, I feel like I'm supposed to do this, but is this really God or is this me talking? And I say to her, you know, when you just have a disquiet about you, you just have a restless spirit and you just feel like you're not at peace. And a lot of times that's because you are, God is trying to show you something or God is trying to encourage you to do something and you are not actively listening. And when I have that emotion and that feeling, sometimes you just need to spend some quiet time with yourself, spend some time in the word, you know, really put your listening ears on. It's like, I always tell my kids, God gave you one mouth and two ears for a reason. (laughs) So um, you should be putting your listening ears on because a lot of times the answer is there. Sometimes you just don't want to hear it. I think that's a really good point. And maybe sometimes we are being so loud that we don't quiet ourselves enough to actually hear. Yeah, I agree a hundred percent. I think that we just, you know, I mean, we have an amazing, incredible, wonderful God, and he loves us more than we can ever imagine. I always think one day when I'm in heaven, maybe then I will understand the, the depth of love that God has for me because, you know, I'm a mom and I love my kids more than anything, but God loves us more than that. And a God that loves us that much, he is there for our best purpose. He wants us to be the best that we can be. And he wants us to use our life to honor and to glorify him. And that's why those nudges are there because sometimes we get complacent. Sometimes we, you know, are stagnant. Sometimes we um, always, you know, we, we're always doing the same thing. And it's like my dad used to say, if you always did what you always do, you're always going to get what you always got. Like, so sometimes God's challenging us to step outside and step out on faith and do something that know, we're nervous about or we're scared about. And, but with his help, you know, it's like, it's just like the title of that devotional. You've got this because God's got you. Yeah. I really appreciate the way that you said that stepping out and it's not always easy and it's not always comfortable. You know, sometimes he does call us to step out of our comfort zone. And I like how you were talking about how the nudges, I kind of got this image in my mind of sometimes those nudges are meant to shake us up a little bit because, you know, we're, we just are going through our life and everything's just status quo, but God wants to take us deeper and he wants to take us further and help us to live our purpose and live our potential. And when he's nudging us, it's, it's, it's just this little bit of love where he's just like, all right, but you can do more. Let, let's see what's going to happen, you know? Yes. Yes. I agree. It's kind of like a long time ago when we very first got married, we moved out to California. And so I can remember, so my husband graduates, he was in the the Navy, in the military, and he graduated from boot camp. And at the end of boot camp, they give you an option. So he finished boot camp in Chicago, and then you figure out where you're going to be stationed. So basically, if you're in the Navy, you kind of have two options. There's the East Coast, and there's the West Coast. There's not a lot of, (laughs) not a lot of ocean in the middle of the country. And so, you know, really, we knew we were going to be either be in one of those places. And so for us, Of course, all we really knew was the East Coast. We didn't really know anything about the West Coast, and we did not want to go to California. Like, we were so nervous about it. We were like, we don't know. We've never been to California. We've heard, like, we don't know what's out there. (laughs) Like, it's so far from Texas. And I can remember when they gave, like, you get to choose what 
like orders that you want, like places, they have you rank all the bases. And so we rank all the bases and there was no California, nothing. It was like, um, I, I can't remember, but maybe Virginia beach and South Carolina and just all in Florida, like all these places on the East coast. And when the orders came in, guess where we were supposed to go? California. And I can remember holding each other and sobbing and crying that like, we have to move to California. <laughs> like it was this overwhelming thing. And I mean, we had no choice. We had to go. And it seemed like the worst thing. We were like, we prayed so hard. Like, why are we not? Why are we going to California? But you know what? There was this amazing um, life waiting for us out in California, a life that we would have never imagined and friends that we made and amazing opportunities that we got in an amazing church family that we found out there that I'm still friends with people from that church to this day. Wow. And all of that was waiting for us, but we couldn't see that. All we could see is, well, somebody told us we didn't want to move to California. And so we just were like, we can't move there. But why, why did we think that it was based on nothing. It was based on just, I guess, our ideas or perceptions. And California is a wonderful place. And it was incredible. And I still think, I mean, I've been back many times to visit and it's, it was a beautiful time in our lives and something we might've missed out on if we had been in charge of our own lives instead of God being in charge of our lives. I think that that brings up a really good point in terms of what you said about how all that was waiting for us. You were grieving having to move there, but God had already yeah. lined up a community and friendships and it's just on the other side of that nudge. <laughs> yes. Yes, exactly. It's just right beyond the nudge, yeah. but but the challenge but the challenge is getting through the nudge is the hardest part. Like that's the challenge. Mhm. And anybody who tells you differently is not being honest with themselves. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. So if people are listening to this and they're like, "Oh, well my friends told me that somebody that, you know, God nudged them. And of course they left with joy and they ran to go do whatever God commanded them or they felt like God was telling them to do. Okay. Mm, I, maybe some people, but most of the people I know, it takes a little convincing sometimes, kind of like Jonah in the whale, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And <laughs> it's so funny because we don't have the perspective God has and when we, and like you were thinking about California, you were grieving. You were like, no, 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 we would never go there. We would never go there. And God's perspective was, they're going to love it there. Yes. I want to give them goodness. You know, as a good father, God, God wants to bring good things into the lives of his children as we allow him to. Sometimes he, when he's nudging us, it's because he's a father going, they're going to be so happy yes. if they if they do this. But all we can see is this side of the nudge. And all we see is uh, I'm about to jump off a, a yeah. cliff and, <laughs> you know, this is not comfortable. This is scary. I've never skydived before. What's happening? I just have to wait. You're telling me to jump out of a plane or yeah. step out of the boat, jump off a cliff like this. It feels like this really big, scary thing. And you don't realize that God's already made provisions on the other yeah. side of that jump. Yes. And he's already got it lined up for us, but man, we don't see it. And that's where trust and faith and obedience comes in. Yeah, we don't see it. It's kind of like, you know, I mean, I'm a parent and so many times I tell my kids, okay, well, we're not going to do this because one day we're going to do this and they don't see it. They don't understand. They are, 
you know, they're children. So it's hard for them to comprehend that I know what's best for them. They think they know what's best. Like they think what's best is eating brownies all day long. And <laughs> I mean, what's wrong with that? No, just kidding. <laughs> and being on the iPad 24 seven, you know, and they think that's what's best, but you know, I'm the mom. I know what's best for sure. Brownies and iPad sounds so good right now. <laughs> I know I know until one day you can't move out of the chair anymore and like your brain's frozen because you've been on the like Wally yeah like those guys in Wally exactly exactly (laughs) yeah you know it's funny because when God says no I've heard this phrase before like he's either saying not yet or he's saying no I have something better for you but sometimes I think it's a moderation thing as well like okay Yes, God wants this for you, but he wants it in the right time and in the right place. So like there's a place and time for brownies. It's not every day and it's not all the time. But on your birthday or a celebration, like like brownies are great. But if you were going to have brownies every day, you might, you know, it's not going to be good for you. And we have to realize the blessings in God's life are like, you know, they have to come in his time, in his place, and at the right spot. And he's not restricting us from something that's good for us. In reality, he's so good that he wants us to have an abundant life. Jesus says, I've come to bring them life and life to the full. And so when we follow those nudges, and we follow those nudges, and when we do jump, that's when we experience that full life that God has for us that we would never find if we if we stayed on the other side, the life that's right beyond the nudge. That sounds like a book to me. <laughs> yeah. Write it. <laughs> right. I love yes. It. <laughs> yes, it is. It is. And I think the nudges I've experienced in my life have been kind of twofold. There's been the big ones, but there's also been the small ones. And I find that the little nudges turn into the best ones. Like I'll even have nudges on writing a song. And God will just be like, here's a song, here's a message. And I don't see where that's going to come. I'm not writing an album. I'm not even writing it to for any intensive purposes besides just connecting with him through the song. And then I've seen years later the song take on a life of its own. And all these people messaging me how the song impacted their life. And it's like, wow, I never would have seen that that happening and we often don't see the results of our listening to God but he does he knows what's going to happen when you follow the nudge but we don't and so it's important to trust God and trust in his goodness that if something he's actually leading you to do it's going to it's just going to enhance your life and make it more beautiful 100% 100 I couldn't have said it better thank you <laughs> you know um In thinking about all this, I really think there's different types of nudges. There's the big life decisions nudges. I think there's the nudges in relationships. Like one of my best friends, she and I had met years prior at like a music event. And we'd met a couple different times, but we never got really close until God just kept putting her on my heart. Like, just call her. Like now it's one of the best sisters in Christ relationships that I have in my life. And it's so crazy because I really wasn't, you know, I was like, I don't know her that well, but, yeah. you know, maybe 
you know, I just felt like, and, and it's crazy because God's nudges can be simple as that, giving you a friend, Yes, you know, like I'm so thankful for her presence in my life. And we have a couple other friends and, and it never would have happened had I not pursued that phone call with her. And that was a little tiny, teeny, teeny nudge that God was giving me. It wasn't like the big nudge of where I was going to go to college. That was a huge one from God. But I think that all of the nudges throughout our life are significant and important. And it's just the daily life. It's the leading of the Holy Spirit in the way that he leads us. Exactly. I agree 100%. And it's not always like this, you know, mysterious feeling. Like it's usually grounded on the word. So the word says that his word's a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. And so if we don't know what direction to take, when you go in the word, and if you're trying to listen to God and know if a nudge is from God or not, usually the word will show you if it's from him, because that's, that's where he speaks. 100%. And a lot of times you can you know, it's, it's even through, I think he speaks through song too, you know, scripture and song. There was a, uh, I know this is going to sound this, it sounds so silly because it's this old hymn. And when we were, we were making a really big life decision about something. And my husband was a music minister and he's been a music minister at different churches. In addition to being a pharmacist, he was also a music, he's also been a music minister. And for some reason on that morning, he picked this old, old hymn called Standing on the Promises. And the words of that song and the message that was in that song, it just affirmed us in that moment. It was as if that song was straight from God's word, right to our heart. And so that song has a super special place in my house. It's, I mean, in my heart, I don't know. Do you, are you familiar with that standing on the promises? I don't think I know it. No. Do you need me to sing it for No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, you can. Oh, no, 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 no. You're the singer. You're the singer. No. <laughs> no, 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 I'm good. I'm good. But maybe some of our readers know it, but it's a beautiful, beautiful old hymn. And one that normally he wouldn't have picked, you know, because mostly he, he we really picked praise or he really picked praise and worship music. And for some reason he just felt like, and after we finished the service, I said, this is why we're doing what we're doing because of this particular hymn. And I, so I think sometimes he speaks not just through the word, but I think he speaks in song and, and through other individuals too. I think a lot of times wise counsel from other believers is an amazing, um, you know, he uses other believers to kind of sometimes when you're doubting, and someone comes along and they tell you something and you're like, hey, where did that come from? <laughs> yeah. And that's why those friendships are so important when it comes to the nudges and the right kind of friends. Because before I connected with that sister in Christ that I, I just told you guys about, I had a different friend before that that definitely did not give me godly advice. And so, you know, like you said, having the right people around you can often help confirm them. But I also think what you said about the songs. I mean, I'm a singer songwriter, you know, I'm all yes, about that. Yes. Yes, for sure. <laughs> and I know songs can speak like God can use songs, especially songs that are inspired by him. Yeah. I mean, they are just, I, I'm a, I love to listen to music. And so, um, I was trying to think there was one, I can't think of the words. Of course, now we're on this podcast and I can't think of the words, but, um, this one song. And it's just like, every time I hear it, it brings me to my knees. Literally, it brings me to my knees because it talks about really like, you know, who am I that this amazing, incredible God came and lifted me up. 
And I can't think of, I was like, I was trying to rack my brains. Of course, it's going to come to me the second I get off this podcast, but you know, the words of of praise songs are just so beautiful. And um, it's one of the ways that I really worship. I mean, when I'm in the middle of the, in church or even, you know, just sometimes in the middle of my living room and we have a sound system that plays the songs all over the house and just listening to that music and just letting it wash over me is just so powerful. It's incredibly powerful. Yeah. I feel that. (laughs) And I think sometimes like God has given me nudges to turn on certain worship songs too. Oh, a hundred percent. A hundred percent. I mean, there's a worship song for every stage, every emotion, everything you're feeling. And, you know, that it's so powerful. And I love worship songs that are written directly from scripture too. You know, those are really powerful because just, you can just hear God's message and God's word coming through those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. Uh, I love everything you've been sharing. It's so good. <laughs> and it's so interesting to think about, like, I think so many times these nudges come and we just kind of don't think about them and we just push them away or are we just, we're not self-aware enough. And and when we quiet our hearts and quiet our minds, we really ask ourselves, what is God telling me today? Yes, 100%. I mean, I think that the most important thing is we just have to put our ears on and we have to be listening for the nudges and we have to listen for what God is telling us. Yeah. And then, and then from there, he will enable us to jump and take the action. Like we're, we don't have to do it on our own strength. That's what's so beautiful about knowing Christ and knowing that he can be our strength. And if it's something that God's called us to do, he will strengthen us through it. And so it's nothing to be afraid of. Like if God's calling you out on this big, scary venture that you're like, ah, I don't know if I can do this. He'll be with you every step of the way. He carries you through it and he strengthens you from the inside out as you go through. When God leads you to do something, he will walk with you through that something. And so if you're thinking like God's nudging me to do these things and I just don't know how I'm going to be able to manage it. I really encourage you to just spend time with God and just ask him to strengthen you and be with you and spend time in the word and realize the truth of who our God is and and the type of good father he is to be able to lift us up and encourage us and strengthen us from within. And, And not only that, but knowing that the Holy Spirit lives inside of us, like we're a temple of his spirit. We carry his power. So through the spirit, we have the power of God to do supernatural things in our life. So you can have supernatural strength and supernatural courage to actually jump and, and take those jumps through through everything God's calling you to do. Okay, I thought of the song. I, I was like racking my brains this whole time because I'm like, I cannot believe I cannot think of my very favorite song on the planet. It's Living Hope. Do you know that song? And okay, so yeah, and, and this is the most powerful. These are the words that like to the core of my heart, this verse speaks to me and it says, how great the chasm that lay between us, how high the mountain I could not climb. In desperation, I turned to heaven and spoke your name into the night. Then through the darkness, your loving kindness tore through the shadows of my soul. The work is finished. The end is written. Jesus Christ, my living hope. I mean, the power of that, like 
tore through the shadows. Like that's what he's doing when he's nudging us, all the darkness, all the, the depths of sadness that is inside of us. He is tearing through all of that. He is putting that aside because he knows what is best for us. And that's why I was trying to think of those words because I'm like, it's exactly what we're talking about. Like how high the mountain that we could not climb. Like how many times a mountain looks unclimbable. Like there's no way we can do this. And like God's nudging us like, you got this. Come on, you can jump. You can do, you can um, not jump off the mountain. I mean, but you can climb. The I know what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> you can climb the mountain, you know, and it's just listening and taking that first step. So if, if someone is listening to this podcast right now and they're wondering, okay, God has put it on my heart. I feel like I'm supposed to do it. I'm very scared. Um, it's overwhelming to me. I would say to them, first of all, dig into the word, pray about it. And it doesn't have to be a giant step. Sometimes just standing there, putting on the armor of God and saying, okay, God, I'm ready. I'm ready. And let God direct your path. Instead of you making the conscious decision and doing it, let stand there, put on the armor of God and let him direct your path. And amazing things will happen. It's just like California is waiting for you. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that. I love the way you said that. And I love the song Living Hope. We sing that at my church. <laughs> yeah. And I'm on, the, I'm on the worship team. And I remember when I was learning that one, they were like, yeah, we have this song we're going to do. And I started learning it. And I was like, whoa, I love this song. <laughs> yeah. It's like amazing. I mean, it's just the message it is. behind is so powerful. It's so powerful. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I love it. And I love what you just said about putting on the armor of God and how that is really important because I think sometimes we don't really consider our daily routine when it comes to following God. And one of the things that God's been speaking over me is your your daily habits and your daily routine make a really big impact. And so when you put on the armor of God, you're basically putting on his strength. And that's a passage from Ephesians 6 for those of you who might not know what we're talking about. You can look that up. You can just Google armor of God. A bunch of stuff will come up. Priscilla Schur has some really good teaching on that on YouTube. And But it's basically like your strength and your protection from God. And every day when we put that on and we know that through Christ, we are strong enough to handle anything. Well, in, in Ephesians, you know, the we, it's the sixth chapter, the 13th verse, I think it is. And it says something like put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you will be able to stand your ground. And it doesn't say go out and fight. It says stand, stand. Like you put on the armor of God and there you stand and you let God work through you to do. It doesn't say go out into battle and start shielding your sword. It says put on the armor of God and stand you're ready. You've armed yourself and you are ready to take on whatever the challenges are, but let God do the fighting. Let God use you. Love it. I love that. Yes. To stand firm, to stand in, in, in the promises. Standing on the promises. God. Wait, yes. it's all coming together. Standing on <laughs> I love a good message that see, there's a sermon. There's a sermon in every yes. in the sermon. In everything. Yes. So good. So good. Man, I just, I love, I love the encouragement to jump and, and to, to be fearless and follow God and know that, you know, you might, it might be scary, 
but you don't have to fear at the same time because you can trust that God is big enough for all of it and he can pull you through and he can, if he's leading you down that direction, then he's already got a plan. Amen. Love it. All right. So I feel like we could talk forever, but we're reaching the end of this of this podcast. If you guys want to get in touch with Karianne, you can visit her website, thistlewoodfarms.com, right? That's right. Her website, and she has books out that you can purchase uh, anywhere books are sold. And yeah, anything else? Instagram? Yep. Instagram. I'm on Instagram. I'm at Thistlewood. If you ever want an audiobook of the, I taped an, uh, a memoir on the, the very first one. So close to amazing. It's my voice. I read it. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. So if anybody's interested, the audiobook you can get it on Amazon. Um, and it's me. Like you can hear me talking, telling all my stories and laughing. Sometimes they told me not to laugh, but I couldn't help it. So there is an occasional <laughs> laugh in the middle. Of the you're supposed to be serious when you're when you're taping stuff like that, but uh-huh. I, I was not, not even close. <laughs> That's good. That's good to know. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule to come on here and share some encouragement. I know everyone is going to be really encouraged. Thank you so much for having me. This has been an absolute joy. I still believe that home survives. There's still more story left to Thanks for listening. So and we'll see you next time on Declaration Life. Would love to connect with you on Instagram at Declaration Life or at ChristabelBladen.com slash Declaration Subscribe and join for new episodes as we explore what it means to live a Declaration Life.